I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Wise Men Say preview show. Sunland are in the third round of the League Cup and your mum's new boyfriend is back in town on Saturday afternoon as Sunderland take on Wickham Wanderers. I'm <laughs> Matthew Keeling and I'm reunited this week to look back at the Blackpool game and ahead to the weekend's game with Tom Walsh. Hello Matthew, it's great to be back when Sunderland are now invincible once again. It is, it's good to have you back. How was your holiday, your Very- soiree? Soiree, very nice, very scenic, and very a lot of uh, hiking and you know swimming and cycling and all other things that Austrians do. So that sounds great. Um, nice. Any any walrus news? Just just quickly. Uh, I mean, like from last last week, he was in Ireland causing havoc, and also that. <laughs> well, causing havoc. Well, the British would say they're causing havoc, where the Irish absolutely loved him. There was like yeah, they loved him. Of... Well, they've built him his own um, floating sort of pontoon thing because he's destroyed two speedboats. Well, so. that picture of him on the speedboat was... I mean, if it was my speedboat, I'd be just like, well, <laughs> let him have it now. It's, it's his, his speedboat now. It is now. Yeah. Try and get it off. Try and get it off. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, me and Tom and Wally are joined also by former Sunderland defender Danny Collins. Afternoon, Danny. How are we? Afternoon, chaps. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff. We're also joined um, by Editor-in-Chief, Wiseman say Editor-in-Chief, Richard Eastbrook. Hello, Richard. That's a new one. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's what that you one. are, really. Yeah, I suppose so. Hello, so everyone. I well, I can't do it, so... Neither can I. have I'm to do it. <laughs> winging it on a daily basis. Well, agree, right. Well, so let's start with, um, we'll start with last night's victory against Blackpool. A fairly, well, a very impressive result, and... Nice to see us getting through another round of the Cup. Danny, you actually saw the game, I believe, so um, we'll come to you first. What did you make? What did you make overall, generally? What did you... Um, well, what were you... Because I, I, I wasn't expecting a lot, if I'm honest. I, I was expecting, a, you know, a, a decent performance and a defeat, which I probably would have been fine with. Um, so what were your, what were your overall thoughts um, on the game? Yeah, I think obviously both teams making a fair few changes as expected um, for, for ourselves, a chance for some of the new boys to come in and, and have a run out, get some game time in their legs. Alves, obviously, Sirkin still trying to get up to speed. Huggins coming in, uh, Broadhead starting up top. So there's a lot of a lot of the new boys out there. And um, it was it was quite an open game from the first minute, really. Uh, Blackpool had a couple of, couple of early chances and got themselves in front. And then we re- we reacted, got the goal, got the equaliser not long after. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an enjoyable game, as you say. There, you obviously weren't expecting too much in terms of getting through. But 
I think at this moment in time, we're, we're quite quietly confident going into games, aren't we? Some of the football we've been playing, um, perhaps a different uh, type of football, a few fans have said, compared to last season. Um, but no, it was good, it was enjoyable. Uh, Dan Neal in the middle of the park again, I thought with Winchester, especially in the first half, done well in terms of playing, playing some decent balls through the lines. So yeah, it was a, a pleasing performance overall, I think, and um, nice to get round to the next into the next round and see if we get this evening. No, it is. It's um, we'll just just touch on Daniel again first, as we seem to do most weeks now. Um, the first goal, Tom. Um, I've well, I've seen the goals because they were showing them as they went in on Sky Sports News last night. Um, the first goal, um, the ball through from Neil was well, it was magnificent, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's just he continues to show how how good he can be, and there's the at the beginning, these starts of the season has been nothing short of fantastic, and he's really, really making uh, a claim to be in midfield. I'll say it once again: he should be playing in midfield alongside another. Um, and the vision for that pass—it's like De Bruyne esque. It's like no one on the on the else, um, no one else on the park could have seen that pass. And uh, a lovely finish from uh, O'Brien, which um, <laughs> someone last week was saying he can't finish very well. So. That's Stephen uh, Goldsmith, I believe. Oh, that. yeah, okay, yeah. Whoever he is. Mm, yeah, he must do uh, some other ones. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be. It's great for uh, great to see an academy product playing so well and starting this season so well. And nice for Aidan O'Brien to get a hat trick, which is. I never thought I'd say that. Well, no, I didn't think I'd ever say that. And he's, he's got four goals in, in the League Cup now this season because he got the one. <laughs> We got one in uh, against Port Vale as well. Um, just on on uh, O'Brien, Richard. That obviously this, he got a little bit of luck with the second goal, but it, his movement was really good in the box. He found found himself in a lot of space. The defending, I know, left a lot to be desired. But um, do you? Th- I don't know. Do, could he be? Would you, Would you be expecting him to make a stake now to, to start in the league after that performance? I don't think I don't think I would I would change um Stewart out for for O'Brien on on even on on last night's show and um it's good that he's adding goals to his game because I think he's got everything else going for him like last season we saw quite a lot he was a, a really good foil um a really good striker to kind of play off Charlie Wyke and he did a lot of the a lot of the hard work for Wyke to kind of get the space and uh, get those get the goals that he did unbelievably um so it it's good that he's had a little bit of Bit of the limelight this week as well, um, and that he's taken those chances. Well, as, as, as we've seen, he's he's not he's not the greatest finisher, and to see him add that to his game, hopefully, it'll, you know it'll it'll be he'll be part of the part of the three or four strikers that that we're going to have at the the club going forward. Well, he he, um, he found he, he's found himself so often for us in so many positions, like he did last night, and hasn't finished them. He could have mm-hmm. he could have had fifteen goals last season if he yeah. if he if he could have finished so. Hopefully, it can kick on from here. Really, I also think that it's it's a kind of a good sign that he that we do have an option now aside from Stewart that is scoring. I mean, the um, we still don't know much about this uh, Nathan Broadhead, even though he had a lovely finish for that disallowed goal. That was very uh, tight, by the way. I was going to yeah, you know. I thought that when I saw it in the highlights, but a, lo- a lovely finish. But I do think it's kind of a bit more um, encouraging. If O'Brien's scoring, and if we don't manage to get um, another striker in before the end of the window, which I think unfortunately 
all is rest on Will Grigg doing one essentially. Mm. But if we have uh, if O'Brien is chipping in with like like ten goals or so this season, then I think that's quite a good thing, and it's quite something to be like encouraged about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't um, think. Sorry, uh, go on, Richie. No, no, no I, was, I was just about to say the, the 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 lack of support for White last season was pretty pretty stark. You know, obviously White scored the lion's share of the goals, but the next top scorer after that was uh, was Grant Ledbetter. Um, mm, yeah. The seven for mm. the f- seven in all comps, and before that, it was it was it was much the same as well. Um, and you got, you know you have to go back to Josh Madger, and he was you know did he finish the season top scorer after leaving in December? I think I think he, he might did. have done. He probably did. So, yeah. So I mean, you look at Hull and Peterborough last season; they both had you know a decent top scorers and Clark Harris and uh, McGinnis, and then they had able support behind them as well, you know, midfields and other strikers chipping in with 10 to 15. So it's, that's what we need this year. We can't hang our hat on, on Ross Stewart to, to, to be the one that would fire us to promotion. We've got to have goals from all over the park as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Danny. No, pretty much is, I was going to, you know, touch on that as well, Rich. I think, um, you know, you, you want your main striker, obviously, to get the, the majority of your goals if you can. So, you know, if Ross Stewart can get you 15, 20 this season, and then you need other lads chipping in, McGeady's, Gooch's, mm. Pritchard, Embleton. These are all capable lads of, of contributing. Um, with with Aidan O'Brien, I'm not sure where his strongest position is, really. As you mentioned, he, he drifts around the pitch a lot. He's, he's played in the 10. Uh, I think in pre-season, I remember at Harrogate, uh, he was dropping deeper the halfway line to receive the ball. Um, but you want to see him higher up the pitch. Last night, he started on the left, diamond on the right in the 4-2-3-1, and then they swapped after 10-15 minutes. Uh, but it, but he, he has that license really, I think, to drift around the pitch. You see for the first goal, as Tom mentioned there, the ball from Dan Neal is quality, and it's it's threading it through, taking five six players out of the game. But Aidan O'Brien's on the move; he, he, he catches the defender cold, and he, he's getting in behind. Um, and he, he'll have been frustrated. I think game time for him in the league has been limited so far. You know, he's coming off the bench, but going out there and putting the performance in like he did last night, it's almost saying to Lee Johnson, "Look, I'm still around here. I'm I'm fighting for a shirt, and you can almost rely on me if you if you wanted me to come on and do a job for you." And that's what we need. No, I think Johnson does seem to like him as well. He seems to trust him um, to to come on. We saw he made a lot of appearances for him last season, and, and we've we've said he he worked well with Wyke. Um, there was some like I mean, uh, Broadhead looked well. I say looked in the in the limited things that I saw. His, his movement looked pretty good, uh, Danny. I think yeah. he could be he could prove to be a decent addition. Yeah, I think uh, looking at all a lot of the new lads who have come in, I have found clips of them to have a, a look on online, but I, I went over the total of the games played in the four or five. They're all young lads, and they've only played 20 to 25 you know, league football league games between the four or five of them, so very inexperienced in terms of that. But what I have seen of Broadhead, a couple of clips from Everton pre-season, and just last night watching the game, he looks quite sharp um, in terms of, if you look at the... The first goal there, before it gets to Dan Neal, he comes across, he takes a good touch, shows quick feet, plays it to Dan Neal, and, and we're up, you know, we're through onto their back line. Unfortunately, with his goal offside, I've stopped it and a look look at it, and it's very tight. I think the lad nearest to the linesman looks like he is a yard deep, so maybe he got that wrong. But promising signs for him, I thought he, he did look sharp. But it's interesting, where's he gonna fit in if, if we stick with this 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3? Ross Stewart's your main man. Where does he fit in alongside that? I know he can play out wide, so does he put McGeady or Gooch under pressure for one of those wide slots? 
or does he change the formation to, to try and fit him into the system? I assumed I assumed when he brought it in, he was just like an understudy for Stewart because they look mm. kind. They seem kind similar kind of players. Obviously, Ross Stewart's far further along in his like uh, in his career, but you know, big gangly man who can like hold the ball up and then he's. I mean, like I've only seen limited amounts of uh, Broadhead, but he does seem to have a bit of pace about him and good, good like uh, touch and technique and. I feel he just gets that one. He just needs that goal first. If he gets an early, like um, a goal in the next few games, then it's like, then the kind of a weight off, off his shoulders a bit. He scored his first goal in like league football. And then, I don't know, maybe can, maybe yeah, I can challenge Stuart for the uh, the spot up top. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, we've, we're going to play probably a thousand games again this season. Yeah. So there's, there's going to be times where Stuart... Well, we signed him injured, so there's, he, we we might not be able to keep him fit all season. And there's, I think him, uh, Broadhead, and O'Brien are, are certainly going to have roles to play um, as we go through. But just obviously, there were some very promising things attacking wise last night. We did concede two goals though. Um, debut for Alves, centre half. What did we What did we think? Um, I can't comment too much because I've not seen too much of it. So it's going to be you again, Danny, I'm afraid, I think. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. sorry, on, I was watching Ratatouille last night. Sorry, <laughs> I do apologise. Great film, everyone should watch it. Uh, yeah, so um, I think the game was a little bit more interesting than Ratatouille. Whoa, That's a bold right. statement to make, to be fair. It's, big, it's big, their own, isn't it? Big I call. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I think it was good to to see him out there. I think obviously with him coming in, uh, he's had to bide his time in, in terms of waiting because I think Flanagan and Doyle have been excellent. You know, first four games so far this season, and I think with, with when you get a new signing coming in, the fans are always a little bit giddy. They want to see him coming out there, and it's almost they dismissed Tom Flanagan for me. Um, yes, he's made a couple of mistakes in the past, and it's almost as if fans are waiting for him to do that again, to, so Alves can come in and take his spot. But fair play to Flanagan, I think he's. He started the season well, and hopefully that continues. But last night, I think for the for the first goal, could have done a little bit better. I think Jack Diamond loses the ball high up. Huggins is overlapping him, so he's out of position. And then they're getting down, our, obviously, our right-hand side. And he, he's a little bit tentative in terms of coming out of the middle. I've been there as a centre-half. You don't want to be coming and getting dragged out of the channels. But I think he gets, he gets done 1v1 a little bit too easy, and then they score... And then there was one or two other incidents after that. It was a long ball, which he didn't deal with, and he perhaps should have scored again. So he's finding his feet coming into it in terms of a new team. Yes, he's young. He's 20-year-old. Uh, he's played some games previous at his previous club, once full season maybe, um, done a little bit in pre-season for West Ham. But he's going to have to you know, hit the ground running, really, if he wants to come in and to be pushing the likes of Flanagan, Bailey Wright, other boys in there. Then you know he's got to earn the shirt, really. Um, similar to Huggins Huggins coming in similar for him I think he had some good moments last night and other moments he was, he was maybe caught out a little bit but they're young lads um, that they're, they're learning their trade and they're only going to get better through through playing games I thought also like um, I mean he's not the newest of signings but um, like um, Callum Doyle when he came on obviously he was at I think he was at fault for their equaliser because he lost the ball and then like they pounced on it, but he made up for that so well in, in the uh, build up for our third goal, taking on like two, like striding out of defense and like yeah. um, 
what's the word? Oh, balls. Ma- marauding. Marauding, yes. Oh, yeah. I was... <laughs> Good work. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he, like, um, slaloms two challenges, hurdles two challenges, and then sets our attack away. And it's like, that's the kind of, the mistake is kind of what I expect to see from a 17-year-old at some point. But then to have, to get over that mistake and then have the confidence to, to do that and essentially help us win the game is, again, it's just wonderful to see. Yeah, I don't know what it is as well, Tom. I know, and people will say because they're 17, 19 and they're going to make mistakes. But at the same time, you watch the Premier League, you watch match of the day, centre-halves make mistakes in the Premier League every day. It's just how he, how he reacts, how he responds yeah. and... Looking at Callum Doyle, obviously, I focus on him a little bit more because he plays in my position, really, that left-sided centre-half in a way. And he's confident, isn't he, for a 17-year-old lad. Yeah. And everyone keeps saying it. He, he looks like he's playing beyond his years and his experience at this moment in time. And I'm sure there will be games where his form maybe does dip a little bit, but it's how he, how he reacts and how he responds. But he looks, without knowing the lad um, and not speaking to him as of yet, but he looks like the type of character who, who he can put mistakes behind him and he just gets on with things and... As you've mentioned there, confidence in the way he brings the ball from, you know, carrying us and getting us up the pitch, driving into, into that space when it's in front of him and, and threading those balls through into, into the midfield and the strikers. Do you think um, that part of his character has been developed by spending so much time around, um, well, where he's come from, Man City, Guardiola, yeah. their, their academy there? They, I know Man City got it in sort of integrating all of their, all of their squads and and stuff together and obviously the winning the winning mentality and the, the confidence is, it has to breed from from you know, their first team really and it, it must filter down into their into their younger younger squads. Oh, of course. I mean like they've got a like a team like that, they want all the age ranges to play the same way, don't they? Yeah. So yeah. So I imagine so. Well they're under twenty under twenty threes hammered Scunthorpe last night in the uh Oh did they? Yeah, in the uh, EFL trophy. So Oh god, yeah. that's going on. That's yeah, oh, yeah we've got that to look forward to. Yeah, what do you mean? We've got to defend it. Retain that this year, Tom. Retain <laughs> it. Imagine. I mean, that would be the most like pathetic and hilarious thing at the same time <laughs> that we win it two years in a row and still don't get promoted. No, we I don't think I'd deal with that. If we won it again and didn't get promoted, there would just be well three in a row. A dynasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Still- Instead of us having to defend it, we should have been put into that Europa Conference thing. I think yeah, so. Yeah, just as like a wild card. And yeah. Just give us a trip to like Bruges or something. Or no, we'd get um, someone we'd in get Wales Greece. and lose on away goals. Yeah. That's yeah. what would happen. TNS away. TNS away. And lose on away goals. Yeah. Where are they based? Are they real? Yeah, not far, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I know... Yeah, I know Anthony, who's taking over, he was my assistant manager at Grimsby, actually. I spoke to him not long ago. He's uh, so he's doing a good job there. I think they they were um, in the qualifying for the Champions League, weren't they, not long ago? And I think they were winning 4-1, I think, from the first leg or something. And then they got beat, I think, on penalties in the <laughs> second leg. So, oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. Oh. Well, I um, actually just wanted to mention some more minutes for um, Dennis Serkin last night. He got, he got about an hour, I think. Um, so he's obviously... I think we touched on it last week. He seems to be doing his pre-season now. Um, so it'd be good, you know, just to, I guess, getting through in the, in the Cup if if, if um, we're going to get more games, just to, to give him more minutes, really, to get up to the match. Match Because I've seen him play. I think he looks I think he looks OK, but he doesn't look quite ready yet in terms of fitness. 
I think I think you're right. I think he had I think he had COVID, didn't he? Was it a couple yeah. of weeks ago? Yeah. So he's, he's perhaps missed a bit of pre-season and he's almost playing catch-up and using these first few games, as you say, in terms of getting his pre-match and getting up to speed. And I think first game away, MK Dons, you know, big pitch, played down there and it was a warm day and that getting up and down that left-hand side, supporting McGeady. I think he played 70-odd minutes there, didn't he? Um, and then he's had a couple of other run-outs and then he came on at the weekend, uh, good clearance, towards the end of the game there. And again, last night, similar. I think he had 60, 65 minutes, as you say, and then he's feeling it. They brought a, a lad out on this right-hand side, a left-footer, so he was chopping inside a fair bit and he just looked a little bit leggy towards the end of the game. So it's just about getting some game time in for him. But we're building the squad, aren't we? We're getting lads in now. I think we're still a week away from the window closing, maybe adding one or two more. Um, and then reinforcing, I think we do need another f- fullback as well. Although you've got Huggins and Sirkin now as your out and out fullbacks, your next in line are Dan Neal and Winchester on the other side. So we need to get another recognised fullback in, I think, in the next week or so. Um, and then let's say it takes a little bit of pressure off these young lads if they are still trying to find their feet, but gives you the gives you another option out there. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think I'd, I'd like to bring a, I'd like us to bring a fullback in and. And a striker, probably. Um, and well, I still think we need a goalkeeper. Um, well, Vita Manone still, yeah, still that, hanging on for that. Yeah, the name's uh, still being kicked yeah. around. Credit to Pato as well last night, mate. He made a great save. Oh, yeah. In the second he did. Third. It was an excellent save. Yeah. yeah. Adjusted his body well and tipped it around the post. I think it was at 2 1 at the time, I think. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was a hell of a save that, yeah. It was, um, I saw there was a, there's a couple of angles of that kicking about on um, Twitter that. I think a Blackpool fan had, had recorded it and, and tweeted it because of whoever plays for them. His first touch when he rolled uh, the fullback, they were going on about that. But it was the same clip as that save, and it, it was a it was a really really good save. It was like um, so like Shea Given used to make saves mm. like that. Yeah, uh, reflexes, isn't it? Well, um, but no, good another decent performance from him really after he was chucked in on on Saturday against against Wimbledon. Um, well, the draws tonight, isn't it? After Ooh, the yeah, yeah. so who, so people who, might already know. People, it, people know. might already know. We don't know. So who would you want? Who do you want in the next round? So should we record like forty-five different versions <laughs> of this based on you know all the teams um, that are left in the competition? Uh, yeah, if you want. Well, so I'd, st- I'd still get it wrong, even if I so, did that. So we've drawn Aston Villa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, I kind of want uh, I want Man City just to see how many to beat us by, and oh, also right. I just realised that Doyle wouldn't be able to play. Yeah, right? be like Doyle would be like ineligible. Just like the most, just like let us play with like fifteen players. We're still not going to win. You might. I, I think looking at it as well, it's which way do we want to go. I know some people are clambering for us to to get Newcastle. Uh, no, I'm not no, sure about no, I'm not sure about terrible. That. That'd be awful. Yeah, it would yeah. just be no fun at all because we get hammered. But, so. <laughs> but but then, like, I know the week before it, well, people's like, hey, but, you know, we might. We might be. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, it would be the ultimate thing, wouldn't it? Beating them as a third division side would be I, I, hilarious. Yeah. But, but, they, but, no, we're not going to do no, that. No. <laughs> I, th- I think with that one, you're looking at a crowd, aren't you? You're getting a good crowd in for it, maybe, and you're getting that rivalry. But, or do you want to go down the route of maybe a Chelsea a Man City, I think as Tom says, or, or a Man United, who again, they've got that strength in depth, so they still feel a good, strong team. And, you know, if they, if they come to the stadium alight, or 
do we hope that we maybe get a lesser team and try and creep through the rounds a little bit more? But at the same time, then you're adding more games on. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'd prefer to go for one of the big boys if we could get into the stadium of light. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. We're starting to think like a League One team, aren't we? Because yeah, we, we are. We really are embracing <laughs> yeah. this. Charlie Methvin told us to think like a League One team, and now we yeah. are. We want but the like, payday. Yeah. Well, I always since we've been down down in League One, we've not played it. We've played like Burnley and Sheffield United away in the League Cup. Yeah, we've beaten they, both. We've beaten both, but they, in my head, aren't Premier League teams. I know one technically is, but like, nah. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you if we had a team like got one of the big four, that would be like fun. I mean, for whatever reason, the yeah. destroyers, but like it'd be fun. Yeah, but it would be it would be good to go. You know, it would be part. Well, part of the reason um, we haven't played a Premier League team in the cup is because we haven't made it a third round of the FA Cup since we've been there, which hasn't helped the Ooh, situation. Yeah. I think for the well, just just uh, I think we'll get something terrible like Watford away and lose oh, in a yeah. very boring way. So yeah. that's my prediction. Anyone yeah, else? One of them, and it, when you watch when you watch the draw, mate, and you, you get them, you still get excited when you're looking at the draw and you're waiting for the the ball to come out, and then as you say, there it's a bit of a deflator when you're getting yeah bolted at home. Somewhere you can't get Mansfield last year was it Mansfield at home last year wasn't it Yeah, oh yeah. Well, we've, not even what happened. we've not even got like a really fun like non-league type team from like the ninth division that yeah. like we lo- that we lose to away. It's like like yeah. Kers and Ashton or someone. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> losing away at Hayes and Yedin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll tell you who we are going to get because I've just realised that they're through. We're going to get Stoke. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that's who we're going to get. Oh, Danny's former side, of course. Oh, yeah. Home or away, Tom. Home or away. Um, Danny it'll... Collins Derby. <laughs> it will be. It will be away because Stoke going to Stoke's horrible. Uh, no, no offence, Danny. No, no, it's just... <laughs> This is terrible. <laughs> I'm not offended, but I only played there, mate. I don't actually live in the, in the <laughs> yeah. three six five or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Space, you know? yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Not a nice trip. I'll put it that way. Uh, not on a Tuesday night in the third round of the cup. Well, it is, oh. of course. Uh, there's no north and south now, so we can't literally get anyone. So, oh right, okay. Is, uh, Exciting. There is a potential for Stoke. Um, mm. So while we we um, think about Stoke a little bit more, we'll um, take a quick break and then we'll be back to discuss uh, Saturday's game against Wickham. The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terraces. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the discount code WMS10 at the checkout stage. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast presented by Matt Keeling and Rory Fallow. Available from your usual podcast platform. For more information, just search for From the Terraces. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the Wiseman Said podcast, Sun and Face Wickham Wanderers. I nearly called them Wickham Athletic there. That would have been rubbish, wouldn't it? Um, on Saturday afternoon, the guy that we all love to hate brings his side after their failed championship campaign last season to the northeast. Um, they've just won in the League Cup too. Um, they played Stevenage last night and beat them on penalties. Um, would anyone like to guess who opened the scoring for Wickham Wanderers? Yeah, I think uh, it's Akin Fenway, was it? It, it was Akin Fenway. He wow. is still there. I was going to say Jamie Curiton. <laughs> no, no, wasn't absolutely not. He must be about fifty now. He's probably um, still playing somewhere as well. Yeah, he probably still plays for Exeter. <laughs> they, um, yeah, well, Wickham are Wickham are second uh, in League One. They're unbeaten. They've played uh, Cheltenham, Wigan, Lincoln, and Accrington, and they've got ten points. They also have Josh Scowden as well. So oh, yeah. That's going to be nice to welcome him back to the Stadium of Light, isn't Standing it? Standing I can't remember actually seeing him play because he played most of his career with no fans. So oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. excited to see him play for someone else. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 45, well. Jamie Curitan. Is he 45? 45, yeah. Does he he's... still play for Exeter? No, he's player manager at Enfield. Oh. Nearly. Well, he is still playing then. Nearly. Yeah, yeah, he's still playing, yeah. Well, um, yeah. So Saturday, yeah, I'll do a, yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> well, well, are we going to beat Wickham then on Saturday? So we've got. I do hope so. The goal, well, the goal, yeah, we all want to win this game. Well, we did beat them four 0 the last time we were in the same division. It's so depressing that that we've been down here and they've been and come back and we're still in League One. Um, right, team news. I haven't listened to any press. I don't think there's been any press conferences, but Burge still looks to be injured. So it looks like Patterson continues in goal. I'm fine with that. Well, we don't have a choice. So no, no. Well, they would have to be fine with that. We do. We could put like just a man in. Well, there was a kid on the bench last night. Uh, Some bond, was it? Some yeah. Bond. Some, some Bond. <laughs> some Bond. Kevin Bond. <laughs> yeah. Basildon Bond. I don't know, Danny, who's he? Pad of paper. Who's Not who's sure, mate. Yeah, it's Bond. Yeah, I think, I think Carney's injured, isn't he? I think uh, who came ah, from United. I think he's right. injured, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah in, terms of, in, yeah, in terms of Pato, I think if you look at the game last week, and even during pre-season when he played, I think in general is. His distribution with his feet has not been bad. Um, his shot stopping has been okay. I just think it's a couple of crosses. I think you look at the one last week um, towards the end of the game, wasn't that corner? Got mm. caught in no man's land under the flight of the ball and, and Sirkin was obviously on the line to, to bail him out. I think as a centre-half or as a defender there, you want your goalkeeper to be commanding, coming in behind you, a big shout, coming in and claiming balls that are coming in. And I think he just needs to develop that and, and get that into his game. You know, yes, he's a young lad in terms of experience and age, but if he wants to, you know, to be pushing Lee Burge or whoever's there, he's, he's got to come and do that. And I think at the weekend against Wickham, they are quite a direct team. You've touched on Akin Fenway, but obviously they brought Sam Vokes in. 
Yeah. Um, oh, you know, right. he's a big, big, powerful lad, folks, up top. I've played with him and I've played against him. And uh, they'll put balls in there. So you need your keeper to come out there if he's coming and claiming things or punching things. Pato, if he plays, he's got, he's got to be big and strong at the weekend and help the lads at the back out. It's um, it's an opportunity for him, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, if, if Burge is missing for a few games, it's an opportunity to make himself undroppable, I guess, If in terms of we've seen it before. Goalkeepers have came in as, as second choice and, and they've made the position their own. So it is an opportunity for him, so it could it could work in his favour. Um, I don't know what you think, Richard, do you? Well, the, the one thing I've noticed about him, and this is because I now sit pretty much on the goal line. You've made the worst you, seat in the made, ground. We need yeah. to talk about Richard's choices because yeah. Richard has made um, no offence to anyone else who sits on the floor at the match, but Richard <laughs> Richard has uh, decided uh, when looking at the whole stadium map of around, well, 40,000 seats available probably uh, to sit in row three of the South Stand. Yeah, and you'd think row three was the third row. It's not, it's the... The second row. So I don't know who sits in row oh. one. Nobody. Stewards. Stewards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm on first name terms with the stewards. So <laughs> the photographers. Yeah. I have to get the photographers to move out of the way because I can't see. <laughs> well, it's, it's your terrible. fault. Like, yeah, don't yeah, blame totally. the photographers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a terrible decision. You're sitting underneath really, like, the, the sponsor boards. Yeah, yeah. It's really immersive. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not. Because like, if, if a cross comes in, I've got to be on my toes because sometimes, like, like against... um. In the first game of the season, the, the the ball the ball came over to me, and I had to be on my toes to. to you catch are it. going to get hit in the face at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And if I'm not so if I'm not looking during the warm up, because you know what the you know when the subs are warming up. Um, well, like, you know what our players well, are like, like well, missing the target. Well, yeah, but they do the the the, the first eleven. They'll do the shooting practice in the, in the the temporary goal off to the side with all the netting. Yeah, yeah. And the subs kind of do their own thing over the other side, and towards the end they all have a crack at goal, and because the subs they all miss. Like the Wimbledon subs <laughs> because, are terrible. Because they're subs, they yeah, are. I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there chatting away, and like I just hear like the ball whistling towards, and everyone shouting. Like, it, it, it's absolutely crazy. But and again, it all, thing, it's all your own doing. Oh yeah, totally. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I could, I could put in for a, a transfer, <laughs> not to another stadium, but like <laughs> yeah, just, somewhere else just in the move. ground. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live two with things, it. and he's regretting his decision already. No, no. <laughs> just the twenty-one like, to go. Yeah, when when I got in for the for the first game, I was um I was a little bit concerned, but it's actually quite like for for forty five minutes of a game, it's really exciting because especially like the end where attacking, isn't it's it is quite nice. So but, do you oh, think for the so second you, half you can't see a thing? Well, do you think I'm, I'm looking are... through the net for the whole game? <laughs> That's terrible. You That's even worse. Directly behind the goal. So you you'd be in that position where someone will have a pass to someone on the halfway line, and you think it's going in. Yeah. Because like you have no concept of where oh, the ball is on no. the pitch. Yeah, this that, is so bad. That chance that Pritchard had that when he um where he took it on his instep and like kind of curled it. They hit the post, I think. Oh, I, can't, I can't be sure. It was 120 yards away. You also you know that looked like that and Winchester shot looked like it was like 18 yards out. I thought oh, what's he shooting? <laughs> well, I, I was happy for him to shoot because everyone else was like, Don't shoot, don't shoot. And I'm like, Oh, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> didn't realise like he was he was on the halfway line. Yeah, and you also know the weather, what the weather's like in Sunderland as well. Yeah, it's just yeah. like on um, um, row three. I imagine you're like the cutoff. You're not even under the roof. Just, well, just under the roof. But if there's so a wind, when it leaks off, 
yeah, pulls off. No, that, that, yeah, goes, nice. that goes in the row below. Um, uh, but if there's any, so if, if there's like a feet. slight wind bringing the, the, the rain in, that's it's game over. Well, it they did, also, of course, the rain. Se- the seagulls. Uh, well, there's that. And of course, yeah. it did rain last weekend in mm-hmm. August. So, you know, we do have the entire window to get through. It's yeah. terrible. It's terrible. You need to Unbelievable. Yeah. But anyway, so as Richard doesn't see any of it, um, well, what what the point I was going to make is that oh, I've right. noticed that 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 Pato is very quiet. Um, right. I know you'd, you'd, I know Good you'd for expect. this. I, guess. I think I think Burge is quite a quiet keeper as well, but he's I, I didn't hear a shout at all from him really. Uh, and I could I, I wouldn't wouldn't just be able to hear him shout. I'd probably be able to hear him like muttering under his breath because I am. Yeah. So yeah. so I mean maybe that's I know you'd you'd know a bit more about this. Danny, but I'm, I'm yeah. not sure whether communication is such a huge part of, of being in the back four or five now. It's but, massive, and as you say, when them, mm. when them crosses are coming in behind you towards the end of the game, and we have got a little bit nervy, haven't we, when you can see we're winning 1-0 and, and, or Bailey Wright's come on 2-1 against Wigan and we're just getting forced back a little bit towards our box and those balls are coming in. That's where you need your, your keeper to come in. You know, I've played Tommy Sorensen was good at it over the year down at Stoke. You know, them balls are coming in, he's coming and plucking them out there. And I know Pato's a young lad. Um, was he 2021 20, maybe? But I put a Dean, Dean Henderson, obviously at United now, he came down to Grimsby on loan a few years ago when he was finding his feet in the game. But he's confident. He was, you know, out on the training pitch, those balls coming in. I think his debut actually was up against Carlisle. Um, and we towards the end of the game there, we, we were getting shelled, the balls coming in. I think we were winning 1-0. And he was coming and just claiming and gives you the big shout. So Pato has got to bring that to his game, yeah. If he wants to be say, challenging Lee Birds, if he's, he's had the opportunity now to stay in the team and if he does well, keeps clean sheets, maybe Lee Johnson will you know, stick with him and keep him in the team. Uh, I certainly want the, or it's certainly going to be interesting to see what happens as it develops. In terms of the, the rest of the defence, um, I see no reason to uh, not to revert to uh, Doyle and Flanagan um, centrally. Uh, full-backs... You know, maybe more slightly up in the air. Do we do we go um, Sirkin back at left back, or does Dan Neil have to have to fill in again? Um, I'd rather if Sirkin can play. I'd rather yeah. he does play, and I'd have Huggins again if he can play on the right. So now yeah. we're playing finally playing players in their you know preferred positions and put Neil in midfield with another. Yeah, I'd I'd tend to agree, but I'd I've been a big fan of what Winchester's been doing from the from the right. Mm. So so that would it would be a, t- a tough decision because I think Neil has definitely earned earned a spot there, um, based on his performances and just his vision. And obviously we've 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 kind of discussed it ad infinitum on 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 Luke O'Nine and his his role in the team. I'd, I'd put I'd put Neil ahead of O'Nine. Um, but also, I want to keep Winchester in the team as well. Um, so, so it would be a tough decision. Well, I, th- I think if I think O'Nine's injured now, isn't he? Did he do his shoulder? I think he's out for a week or two. Yeah, so, if if he is, then Winchester goes into that midfield. I think if we play the four-two-three-one, Winchester and Dan Neal for me is the two in there. Depends how Huggins is feeling as well after after last night. Um, obviously, I'm not sure how far he is in terms of his preseason and everything that it leads, um, but. If he feels okay, then yeah, I think if you can play him there, as you say, square pegs, square holes and all that, and then keep him there, circling at left back if he feels okay. 
And then you've got to keep Dan Neal in midfield. I think we all agree on that, that he's our most productive midfielder. You know, those balls he's playing through. Two assists last night, assist at MK Dons for Embo's goal. Um, keep him in there. And then interesting to see who plays in the in the 10 now, because obviously yeah. Embo's been doing well in there. Pritchard's been finding his feet. He's, uh, he played last night. He played on the, at the weekend. Um, so the competition for places in that number 10 role and Obviously, Aidan O'Brien comes into yeah. that bracket as well, I think. So, mm. it's interesting to see how we go because, obviously, out on the flanks as well, I think McGeady's not quite reached his, his, his levels yet. I think Gooch on the other side similar. So, there's there's options there going forward. Um, a good headache, I suppose, for Lee Johnson to have. Mm. Yeah, like it to, is. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, yeah I'd like to see uh, Embleton like, continue in that number 10 role um, just because I like him. So... Um, and Pritchard has has been uh, after I said he would never play for us. He has uh, <laughs> he has done a bit better than I thought. Um, so <laughs> yeah, but I would like to uh, keep Embleton in that that role. But O'Brien oh, scoring a hat trick on on last night can, uh, like causes a bit of issues for Johnson. But it's nice to have it's nice to have these headaches um, because a few weeks ago we had no headaches because we only had one first eleven. Yeah, well, we didn't even have that. But, well, that, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, 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 no, it, it is. It's a, ni- it's a nice thing. It's, it's not something we have very often. Players in form who might have to be left out of the team, and that's not a bad thing, you know. If if the player in form is on the bench, they get a chance to come on. They're going to be like, well, why am I not playing? Mm. And then it could be the, the whole show the manager why you should have started and, and whatnot. But I'd, I think I'd, I don't know, McGeady and Gucci out wide. It's difficult not to kind of start those players in this division, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, it's not. It's it's yeah. Well, it's one I'll 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 leave to Lee Johnson. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> what he gets paid for, right? Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got to, you know earn his it, money somehow. He? It's he's also thinking about like like is O'Brien O'Brien played a full ninety last night. Pritchard played uh, no Pritchard only played seventy three, but like the likes of Winchester and Diamond. I imagine Diamond won't play, but like if Winchester's pull, played a full ninety on Tuesday, I don't know if he's going to be able to play again. But then again, so did Huggins. So maybe I'm just talking rubbish. Who knows? I think I think with Winchester as well. I don't know. I mentioned it on the comms on Saturday. I think he looks sharper this year. Did, you know, yeah. Right back there, second half, he had that burst of pace, didn't he? Where he knocked it past Lad. He was you know gaining on him. The lad managed to to put it out of play. But I think he looks say fitter or sharper. Last year, when I looked at him, I associated him with a, a sitter, really, you know, like almost like a Grant Ledbitter, take the ball and pass it and just happy to sit in there. But he looks sharper again last night. He was taking the ball. He was driving into space and, and playing balls in. So I think whether we play a 4-3-3, so you've got your one and your your two or your two and your one, really, he looks like he can either do a six or an eight for me. And same with Dan Neal, really. So I wouldn't worry, you know, we're only five, six games into the season anyway. So I, you're happy as a player, ticking the games off. I think you play Saturday, Tuesday. I used to prefer to do that rather than play Saturday. And then you've got three or four days of training then because they blast you on a Tuesday anyway. If you're not playing, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, you, you have a hard running session on a Tuesday. So most players prefer to have a game on a Tuesday night than uh, than to get to get the the backside run off them, should we say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. Um, well, um, obviously we've... Well, we've we've covered most things now. I'm going to ask for, I might as well ask for a couple of predictions. I think. Um, 
Richard, um, are we going to beat Wickham this season? Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> think well, what's, what's the score going to be then? We need to send them packing back to... Um, where's Wickham? The Buckingham, Buckinghamshire. Yeah, send yeah. them back to Buckingham with a um, with a three-one defeat in the black pocket. Ah, the good bet. Yeah, the good bet. Any goal scorers, Richard? Yeah, there will be. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna hazard a guess. Uh, yeah. Well, you have to now. You won't. Oh, not right. You'll be able to tell who scores, but like, you know. <laughs> okay. uh, all in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So. Yeah. Hope nothing the, happens in the first half at all. Yeah, we're going to have to get forward. some binoculars. <laughs> Maybe I can make out. And some stilts. I'm going to say all three from Ross Stewart. <laughs> oh, hat trick. Hat trick again. A hat trick for Ross Stewart. Well, Danny, predictions? I, I'm going to stick with the old 2-1, I think. I think uh, it'll be a, a tight game, a tough game. You know, these are quite direct and physical. Made some good signings. They brought Kai Kai in as well from Blackpool, who obviously scored that screamer at the stadium I like last season for them. Um but yeah, I think I think we'll just shade it if we can get our passing game going tidy on the ball. I think we can we can move them around and uh, I'll go for Ross Stewart and I will go for Elliot Embleton. Goal scorers. Mm. Nice, Tom. Okay. Uh, well, this is a game I'm actually going to be at for the first time since Gillingham. I know we can do a reaction pod. Oh, oh yes, yes. Right. Just be this, but more slurring. Yeah, but with more drinking. <laughs> Um, so my heart wants it to be 3-0 but since I love a 1-1 draw it could be a 1-1 draw but I'll stick with a patented Phil Parkinson-esque blow him away in the first half but they're shooting down the other end towards the north stand so Richard says he's nothing of it Um, (laughs) so and yeah and then just a boring non-event second half and I'll go Stuart, O'Brien and McGee to score. Interesting. I'm go- I think we'll win 2-0. Um, and I'm a new thing is to predict Callum Doyle to score every week. Right, so nice. I'm going to say him and McGeady, I think, mm. for me. Well, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to going. I wasn't there last week, so I'm looking forward to be back at the match. And uh, we will be back um, with a reaction pod this week, I promise. <laughs> um, definitely will be one this week uh, from a pub um, but has anyone else got anything else to add before um, we get out of here hmm. anyone's free feel free to buy me a pint I won't, I won't be it. at the game Tom this week you're taking my place I won't be at the game my wife is giving birth at the weekend so oh. number three yeah so oh. I'll not be there but I'll be hopefully be able to get a stream in the in the hospital <laughs> if I can on my iPod <laughs> I imagine I'm sat there just presenting. Well, I think me, I think yeah, me and Tom are taking over. Um, we, From me and yeah, Frankie. Yeah, 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 Frankie's just not there either. I've just decided that. Uh, so we'll, yeah, we'll take over, don't worry. Well, it's, it's our turn, surely. Now, Rory does the match announcements. I think we have to have some kind of role. You would club. think so. We'll, yeah. we'll have a word. We'll, we'll sort this out, I'm sure. We can pull some strings. The natural, some strings. The natural path of succession, isn't it? It's, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah. I was going to say you could commentate, Richard, but there'd be no point in that, would there? Because yeah. you'd be able to see what was going on. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and it'd be like a blind person at a match. Someone would be sitting there to describe well, what's happening. It could, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. Well, no, if because I... the person sitting next to you would also have a terrible view. I might have to take my laptop. <laughs> so and you'd have to get someone on the phone from like a better seat in the ground. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just just someone sat next to you goes like, yeah, I can't see out either. Richard, how many times already this season have you had to say, I'm not sure we'll see it on the highlights later? <laughs> <laughs> well, the um, good thing about where I sit is that I do, I get, I get on the highlights. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah. Can... Well, you'll be on there very soon, being carted yeah. out with a piece of tissue on your nose as a stray <laughs> shot goes wide. B- Bovril and Balti pile over his yeah. coat. <laughs> Glasses smashed. Yeah. <laughs> very, very oh, as, as we leave Richard to consider his life choices, all that's, um, all that's left to say is uh, thanks very much for listening. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.